couple megabytes. Just yeah, <laughs> I mean that was like fifteen minutes of shit. It was an extra twenty minutes of talking. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're recording. <laughs> All right, you just press play when you're ready. All right. <laughs> we're gonna get freaking copy. We're gonna get content ID for Disco Duck. <laughs> oh man, Disco, Disco Duck. Yeah, you right. can't say that shit. It's not. I mean, we ain't gonna I know. I'm, I'm kidding. You are totally the biggest mark. The Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. And all these people are a bunch of stinking bums, aren't you? The reigning United States heavyweight champion, Brett Hitman Clark. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of WCW, uh, that's not the name of the show, it's actually called Late to the Nitro Party, we are uh, going to be reviewing WCW Monday Nitro from January 8th, 1995, at the uh, North Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, make sure on the network, I think they got the date wrong, um, on the network it's going to say January 7th, 1990, um, I should have put 96, huh. I wrote 95 here. January 8th, 1996, excuse me. Um, on the network, it's going to say January 7th, 1996, so make sure you uh, check that out. So pull that up on the network and get ready to press play when we tell you. A uh, little background, attendance to this show was 5000 about 2300 paid to see it. The rating was a, they drew a 2.8 rating. Raw was a 3.0, so Raw takes its second week in a row. And um, get ready to press play in three, two, one, play. Zach is um, away from the con at the moment. He is uh, tending to his family. So uh, it's me and Grant here right now. Grant, how are we doing tonight? I'm tired. Well, you need to uh, you need to push through there, buddy. Yeah. Hey, tell me me when it cuts to the arena, like to the Nitro set. It just did. Okay. Nick Nick Patrick got his own pirate. Yes, that was good. (laughs) We are at 42 right now. Okay. Where are you at now? 53. Tell me when you hit 142. 122. 142. Okay. Just a little shot at the uh, professionalism we're displaying here at Late to the Nitro Party. I don't know what I'm doing. Bischoff is wearing yet another turtleneck. I've yet to see him wear anything but a turtleneck. Yeah. The dog is wearing a bomber jacket. Of course. 121, 122. I need 142. God damn it. I'm using Mosaic web browser. <laughs> I mean, I know it hasn't been a thing for like 20 years at least, but I don't like change. 138, 139, 140, 141, 142. Woo-hoo. All right, we're good. 
So um, Bischoff's going to shit talk WWF for having uh, two high-priced uh, pay-per-views here, saying that they're giving away matches on free TV that uh, the Fed wouldn't do. Is which that, is uh, is that a Planet Hollywood? I think it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know what this music means. A lot of people listening don't know what Planet Hollywood is. True, the Crippler. Yay. We get Benoit with Pillman. That's good. The Horsemen are kind of strange in that a lot of times they don't come out as a faction. Right. It's kind of split up. You kind of have the two younger guys and the two older guys kind of. Even Benoit comes out without Pillman a lot of times. Find that kid and get that shirt. So Benoit is going to be taking on Das Wunderkind. Alex Wright here. Uh, one thing, and this may have something to do with it. I mean, Alex Wright, he, he's real good in the ring. But I don't think you can get over a foreign baby face. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the mid-90s in the South. I mean, yeah, they like him good enough when he's... Oh, he just gets waffled right out of the gate. I don't think you can push him to the main main event that way. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, he's going to be a, a you know opening match guy. Nice snap suplex there from Benoit. But you also uh, can't turn him into a fucking goth heel named Berlin and expect that to work. Yeah, but they did. So, there's that. Yeah. Who's his manager, The Wall? Yeah, yes. God damn it. Who became Captain A-Wall in Misfits in Action. Yes. Ugh. Chris Benoit, I mean, I've talked about this before. I really get sort of sentimental talking about the guy because, you know, the circumstances of his his untimely death obviously are uh, not the greatest. But he he was my favorite wrestler. Like, I, I watched him. I thought he was the best talent in the business for a long time, and there was nobody even close to him. Yeah, no. He, Nor- Northern Lights suplex with a bridge for a two count. He left it all out there. I mean, yeah. I, there's not much you can say about the guy, except he was just... He is what you think of when you think of a professional wrestler. Yeah. Pill choking <laughs> him with the shirt. We're getting into we're getting into serious loose cannon pillman time here where yeah. he just starts doing crazy shit. watching the match yeah i know it's i it's it's weird talking about benoit the way because the guy's a murderer right but at the same time was that really chris benoit right doing that it's nice this is a good match oh it, it this is a good match exactly we get a high cross body off the top from from right no cover 
I love that even though there wasn't a cover, Nick Patrick was in yep. position for a cover. Yeah, absolutely. It, this is one of the bigger non-moves I have a problem with is the slingshot spot. It doesn't um, work I, at all. I've, I've tried that shit on a trampoline. Guess what? It no. doesn't work. It, even if you do it really hard, the guy just falls on you. You just you just hammer the guy's tailbone with your yeah. knees. Yeah. And then he lands crotch first into your face. Going up top, high cross body off the top to the outside from Alex Wright. Fucking fans in the front, not even on their feet. Yeah, I mean, these guys are literally murdering themselves and nobody cares. I wouldn't say nobody cares. I mean, the four, the, the hor- four horsemen are over. Yeah, no. Mongo is just horrible. Yeah. I've I've quit listening to him altogether. So I like what Bishop does here. He says in the month in the month of January we're we're showing, you know, the best pro wrestling in the world on free TV. Yeah. Which he's he's trying to get eyeballs. I mean, yep. that's what he's doing. He's trying to generate interest. Boston Crab here from Alex Wright. At some point here, Pillman flips off the crowd, which I'm sure Uncle Ted didn't like because this is a family program and we can't have such shenanigans. But he's the loose cannon, so it's okay. That's right. It's his gimmick. He gets a big old fat contract with the Fed for it, so. He's, he is John with the crowd out there. Yeah, he is. So we get a Boston Crab into an STF from Alex Wright. We really don't, we really don't even have to talk when Benoit wrestles. Just everybody watch and learn. Yeah. It's interesting looking at their two bodies. They're, I think, kind of similarly framed. Right might similar. Right might be a little longer, but Benoit's thicker. And yeah, exactly. But Alex Wright's a pretty tall, lanky kid. Yeah. Up oh, grabs the foot and gets cra- gets plunged for his trouble. <laughs> you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Michael Keaton Batman reference? Yes. Anybody? No, Anybody? I, t- I totally got it. I know he flipped somebody off at some point here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Family programming, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So we get in kind of a uh, standing switch sort of reversal spot here. I, I don't know if they botched this finish, but they kind of get crossed up. It's not bad, though. 
they're just kind of jockeying for position. Yeah. So Benoit just punches him in the face and is like, all right, dragon suplex over. Dragon suplex, one, two, three. Chris Benoit, your your winner. I keep forgetting he's not using the crippler crossface at this time. For oh, Finn. yeah, yeah. Been a good filming moment. Like he he spit on yeah, him for real. He legit spit on him. That that probably pisses you off. Yeah. Because Brian Pillman might have some sort of bloodborne pathogen. That's true. I mean, I don't know. He did a lot of drugs and and doesn't ran seem like rat. the most cautious guy. No, he he's he's been with his share of ring rats yeah. in his life. Oh, that was an open hand. See that open hand? Yeah. That's legal. Open hand strike. Yep. This is back when pro wrestling was essentially pancration rules. Yes. You win by pinfall submission. No open palm strikes. You could kick. You could forearm. You could elbow. Yeah, no, and I always feel like the more people stick to the rules, the more they sell that, the more real it felt. Right. It seems like a legitimate sport. Right. It's easier to get lost in that way. So, Lord Steven Regal with Jeeves coming out. I'm not sure if the Blue Bloods break up after that, like shortly after this, but Regal's been wrestling a lot of singles matches. I don't know. Bobby Eaton might just be injured. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. So we get uh Steven Regal versus Eddie Guerrero here. Anytime you have Steven Regal, I said last week, um Steven Regal, I've really had a newfound appreciation for him for it, for his ring psychology. He's great at playing the snooty foreign heel. Yeah, playing. Yep. Wipes his feet <laughs> off before he gets in the mat. Yeah, no, it's, it's little touches like that. Yep, just little things. And we get white meat baby plucky underdog Eddie Guerrero, who I don't like as, I mean, I love his in-ring work, I just don't like him as a baby face. Right. Nineties hot. We've been getting a lot of that on these nitros. I will say it's still better than like LWO, Eddie. Yeah, I guess. Look how much bigger Regal is than Eddie. Oh, I mean, that goodness. gives you real because yeah. you don't think of Regal as being like a monster, right? But he towers over Guerrero. Yeah. So this match is going to be very mat-based. As A lot of Steven Regal's matches are very, very technical. Try to make it look very legitimate. This match has one of my favorite spots that Regal does. You know, he's kind of, he gets in an arm ringer, gets in a hammer lock. And, you know, he's kind of, he's working the hold. And he just steps in between the ropes. Yep. And got to break the hold. He's like, "No. I don't I don't have to do a big reversal here. I'm smart because I'm a heel." Heels are smart, baby faces are stupid. 
for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I no, I and I think it I think it works better that way. Um and really in a lot of I mean, that's good storytelling period in a lot of you know, books, literature, movies, whatever, you've got this super smart, you know, bad guy, diabolical yep. villain, and kind of the dumb, oafish, but good-hearted, strong, good guy. Right. Yep, you see that a lot. I mean, you know what, and it's something I've been meaning to bring up on the podcast for a while, I think this is a good place to do it with uh, Lord Stephen Regal in the ring. It, in pro wrestling, intelligence is not a virtue. No. You, you look, how many snooty, quote-unquote, smart heels have there been? The genius. Yeah. Um, Damien Sandow, when he first broke in. Yeah. Um, you, you just think about it. Any Anybody, like Lord Steven Regal. Yeah. It sort of talks to the audience that wrestling is trying to cater to in that, oh, the majority of the people that watch this are not educated. Right. They're, you know, especially here, oh, they're, they're from the South, they're country bumpkins. And that's not necessarily the case, but right. that's just an old trope of pro wrestling is that intelligence is is not good. Right. We, you know, we boo those people because they think they're smarter than us. No, absolutely. And there's nothing fun to do with a smart face. You know, if you're a smart heel, you can use your intelligence to work the system. Yep. If you're a smart face, there's not there's not really anything to do with that. There's nowhere to write it. Yeah, I mean, you just think about think about wrestling. I mean, Bobby the Brain Heenan, for God's sakes. Right. As a manager, you know, that the the spot where you do something, you know, you grab the ropes and stay out of a move, and you point to your temple. Exactly. It's exactly. like that's all. That is. Heal psychology 101. It's showing that you're smarter than your opponent. Right. Nice. Big sell by Eddie. I like Eddie realizing that he's a little bit out of position and just outright fucking outrunning him to the rope so he can get back to the Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh shit, I gotta get after this. Like, that was a super cool spot. So a double underhook suplex that Eddie reverses into an arm drag and then a head scissor. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's... You'll see the majority of this match, Regal really dominates this match. I mean, Eddie gets a little offense in because with his speed and quickness, but for the majority, Regal really manhandles him. Thumb to the eye. I don't think... I mean, any might be with some of just the shots normally, but Regal doesn't look like he's being particularly stiff. Well, keep watching. <laughs> This is the last match of this show that I actually watched. I haven't, uh, I haven't got to the rest of it yet. So the rest of it's going to be a. Uh, we're all going to see this for the first time. Oh, pinning combination. It starts. Regal starts getting stiff here towards he? the end. Like here he's going to. Well. Here in a second, he's going to drop an elbow that I don't think Eddie knew was coming, uh-huh. and it looks pretty nasty. Which, I mean, Eddie's... I, I don't think Eddie minds that he's getting stiff with him. I mean, Eddie's used to that, but Regal... Regal's legit, man. Yeah, no, for sure. 
get a reverse vertical suplex. One thing I like Regal always does, he always puts the forearm across the jaw yeah. every time he pins somebody, which is what you do in real life if you're trying to put somebody's shoulders down, you right. crunch their head into the mat. Yep. I like that this match is getting some time. Yeah. It's getting time to tell a story. I mean, basically the story is Eddie's being physically outmatched here. He's being out-wrestled. I mean, Regal's bigger, tougher, more technical. Eddie's smaller, faster. Right. Oh, nice. Reverse of a monkey flip. Couple pinning combinations. That was stiff. That looked a little and stiff. And watch this. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Eddie knew that was coming, and he sat up and just ate an elbow into the temple and probably crimped his neck. That back elbow before that was stiff as shit. These palm strikes are making legit contact, too. So we get kind of a head and arm choke, dragon sleeper sort of maneuver. An inverted arm triangle? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for Ultimo Dragon to come into the into the organization. just good physical match yeah no i wish we could have a match like this open up every show this is good wrestling and on on regal's own admission around 96 97 he was out of his mind on drugs at this point right like he says like i was freaking screwed up most of the time you know but he still goes out there and does his job. Yeah. So he, he's just he's just beating the fuck out of Eddie right now. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, I take back my he's not being stiff comment. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Like, just wait. Jeez. But, oh, quick backslide, and Eddie gets the three. Yeah. Nope, and he no. continues beating his ass afterwards. But So that tells a good story. You got the plucky underdog that's maybe overmatched, getting worked over pretty good, but he catches him. He catches Regal in a mistake, hits a backslide, quick pinfall, gets the win. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Eddie Eddie got beat on a little bit in that match. Got good teeth. 
good teeth for a British guy. Yeah, that's exactly. Regal said something about there. It's like, that's why this country sucks or something. I, I'm not really sure what he said there. So we're back with Luger and Sting with Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, bet we can guess what we're going to talk about is Sting's not sure if he can trust Luger based on the finish of the triangle match at Starcade. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Same shit we've been hearing. Once again, Sting's in black and orange. He's kind of been wearing the same color scheme about the last three or four weeks. Someone probably fucking threw his clothes out on the road or something, and that's the only one he had. <laughs> Somebody pulled a rib on him, and he's like, yeah. shit, I only got three outfits. Yeah, I don't know what you should be doing with Sting at this point, but it's not this. Well, yeah, the problem is, I mean, he'd be the top baby face in the company, which he really is, but you have Hogan there. Then put him in so, a fucking... Then, then put him in a, a U.S. title program with Benoit. Yeah, I mean, that'd be some hellacious matches, but, I mean, he was U.S. champ. He lost it to yeah. Sasaki in Japan. Right. So you just kind of have to throw him in this, like, co-main event spot with Flair and Luger. Right. So we get some still photos from Starcade 95 of the count-out win from Ric Flair in the triangle match. So Luger's going to claim that he was hurt and he was trying to get Sting to help him. Um, I call shenanigans because he doesn't look hurt right now, but... I wonder if he ever takes those armbands off or if they're just stuck. Those have to be cut off of his, him after his, every show. His arms got huge while he was wearing them and now they're just stuck. Exactly. That'd be great. It's like a turtle with the six-pack holder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this is part of me now. So you're you're asking what we should do with Sting. I I think I haven't done my research, but I think Sting and Luger are going after the tag belts. Is what I just heard. They're going to make a pretty good tag team, so I could see them getting a run with the tag belts. Yeah, tag division's not super hot right now. That'll bring it some attention. Yeah. Oh, we get Sting versus D. We haven't seen DDP in a couple weeks. No, I like that. Oh, we get a Saturday night promo. Who we got? Mike Ditka. <laughs> that is not who I expected. Oh, man. That's it. That's the program. Holy shit. They, they didn't promo any other matches. Like, hey, we got Mike Ditka. Watch our show. Maybe he's going to reprimand Mongo. Damn, I was hoping they'd at least like promote Horseshoe or Hardbody Harrison or something. Yeah. Nope. So this is really the first time we've seen DDP since uh, Kimberly uh, left him for Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm sure they might have another couple random matches, but... We'll see him and Sting work a little bit down the road when it's a way bigger yep. deal. Yep. 
This uh, I'm I'm inter I haven't seen this match yet. This could be interesting. I don't know if I've seen these guys work together a whole lot. I've seen them work like in triple threats and tag matches and stuff, like in '98 WCW, but right. when Sting was in the Wolfpack and shit. Wolfpack Sting, what a stupid thing. Yeah, it's disappointing. Sting is maybe one of the few people in wrestling that's never been able to successfully turn heel. Nope. He can't do it. People just cheer him no matter what. Yeah. Kind of like Steve Austin. I mean, they turned Steve Austin heel and that didn't work because everybody cheered him anyway. Yeah, no, like I said, the crowd just turned heel. Yeah, exactly. Thinking Zach got talked into like cooking dinner or something because he's not back yet. Yeah. Yeah, check his boots, ref. <laughs> yeah, check his fucking boots. Oh, cigar in the face. Yeah, no, that's healness. Why is he not DQ'd? Right. <laughs> Had the bell rang? No, but he's just like, oh, start the match. He's burning him with a cigar. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's as good a starting point as any. I guess, but it's like, wouldn't you just throw the match out? You would think. And his face paint's immediately ripped off. Not a lot of no contest in pro wrestling. No. I remember the one a couple weeks ago where DDP just waffled Johnny B. Bad before the match, and they were like, throw it out. Yep. <laughs> okay, that was interesting. DDP he sold a double axe handle like he was shot out of a cannon. Plancha <laughs> from Sting. He's still learning the game. If this were today, we'd cut to commercial right here because yep. they're outside the ring. Yep. Oh, slight botchy leapfrog. I honestly think Sting did a good job. They botched it, but he sold the botch like he got yeah. headbutted at the Nards. I'm wondering when we start seeing the freaking diamond cutter. It hasn't happened on Nitro yet, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the most over moves in wrestling history. It really is. It's because Paige works his fucking ass off. Yep. Back suplex from DDP. It'll be fun to watch Paige. We'll get to see Paige get a shitload better. Oh, yeah. Swinging neckbreaker from DDP. Hey, there's Zach. Treats. He has treats. All right. Hey, what, what, what is that? I don't know. My Uncle Doug made it. It appears well, to be some sort of sausage. It'll be good then. Pretty damn good. Yeah, That's Uncle Doug made it, so Uncle Doug can cook. He knows his way around meat. So. That's pretty good. Honest. If you can hear me chewing on the podcast, I apologize. 
but go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. I pretty good. It's kind of like summer sausage. Salami, I think, maybe. Huh. So we got DDP versus Sting here. You missed, uh, you really didn't miss much. You missed a Eddie Guerrero, Steven Regal match. It was pretty good. Badass. Okay. Is what it was. <clears throat> and we're okay. back. Hey, uh, had a little technical difficulty there. Grant is, uh, we got disconnected from Grant's Skype. But <clears throat> Zach's back here, so we are uh, continuing on without him. So once Grant calls back in, we'll get him in here. So just so we have this synced up. Just note, we're going to go down our uh, timestamp here. We're going to be at 31 minutes in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 31. 31. So. so if you're looking at the screen, you should see uh, Sting in a headlock right now. Sting, it's, on a his rear, knees. it's a rear chin lock. Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> so what did I miss? I missed Guerrero uh, and Regal. Guerrero Regal was a good match. Uh, Guerrero got the win via backslide. He basically got his ass kicked for like 10 minutes. It was... Good Regal match. I like Regal. Yep, good work. We get DDP Sting here. This is the second match? Second match, yes. We're already more than halfway through the show and only two matches. Any shenanigans in between matches or anything? Wait, no Dungeon and Doom? Or? Maybe there was another match. I have short-term memory loss. <laughs> Let me check. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the third match. Huh. <clears throat> Chris Benoit defeated Alex Wright in oh, the opener. Was that one pretty so, good? Pretty good match. So, t so far, uh, oh, getting ready for a score. Oh, he's, get the ropes. Get the Good. Good job, Dallas. So, Diamond Doll's still with Johnny B. Bad, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah, Benoit Alex Wright was a real good match too. So, another spinning neck breaker. Where are we at? Location wise, Salem or uh, North Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, South Carolina, All South Kakalaki. Flair been on here yet? No flair yet. Yeah. I think he's wrestling Hogan in the main event for again? the title. I think. Seriously, again? Yeah, I think again. Huh. I could be totally wrong. I haven't seen any <laughs> of this yet, so you're asking the I didn't know guy. if you would like looked at the card no, or something. I did not. I watched the first two matches, and then I got busy, so I wasn't able to watch this one. <clears throat> what the fuck happened to Grant? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about sausage, and then he just kind of disappeared. Oh, now he's trying to get the Scorpion Deathlock applied. Middle of the ring. There we go. That's it. Yep. That's it. He's tapping. <laughs> <laughs> this is before people knew what a tap out was. Yeah. Good clean good, win. Good job on DDP, like, really selling that his leg's, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. Black and orange sting like we were talking about last episode. Yep. yep, same color scheme. Oh, 
Good looking people. <laughs> For a bigger guy, Sting Sting just gets a hell of a vertical leap. For a guy his size. Good finish. Legit finish somewhat that it, you know, he catches a kick, sweeps him down to the mat, Scorpion Deathlock. What he's talking about, thirteen million. Because he, like, won the lottery or something, and then he became Diamond Dallas Page. It's something to do with his backstory. That's his gimmick. That he his, has 13... His kayfabe. His gimmick is that he has $13 million. Oh, okay. That's a very specific amount. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a tag team that's, match. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got 18 minutes for the... Clash of the Champions coming up Vegas. in a couple weeks. We'll have to make sure to fill you in on the results on that. Yeah. So what date are we at now? This is January 7th. All right. 1996. 7th right. right. or 8th? 7th. It says 8th on the network, but that's wrong. Okay. Or wait, it says 7th on the network, but it's, it's actually the 8th. 8th. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's 96. It's January. Bet you don't, Hogan. Because you're a coward. Maybe his woman called him or something. He uses his phone still, I think. So That's possible. He might have got, got unavoidably detained. He's worn that outfit before, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he has. They're sc they're scalawags. Is that a planet? That's Hollywood? a good 1800s. We were talking about that. I don't know if that's Planet Hollywood or what that is. I don't think it is. You don't think? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, baby. Tag team grudge match, says Ooh, Pinter. Really? Because each of them had singles matches against each other. I guess. So we have the Horsemen versus the Mega Powers. Which contractually they cannot say. They, <laughs> which for legal reasons they cannot call Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the guy in the derby hat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, these guys are awesome. This is Double A in his comfort zone, tag team wrestling. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because he always has brass knucks in his underwear, uh, remember? I see. I was at a store in, near St. Louis, actually, Edwardsville. It's called Grumpy Bob's. 
and they have a bunch of old action figures there. And they had a whole wall of old wrestling figures. No shit. There's a Ric Flair one. Grumpy yeah. Bobs. It's Grumpy, Grumpy Bobs in Edwardsville, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, if you want to do a brand deal, let us know. I got a, uh, I, I had a box of like doubles of games that I already have or just games I didn't want. Brought it in there and I got an Xbox 360 and something else. What, oh, a Game Gear. I got a Game Gear. Game there. Gear. All that for free. Just nice. trade it in my box just a, of stuff. trade. Yeah. Ended up being like 260 bucks worth of stuff in that box I had. Oh, we got a Hogan. Oh, we got a Hogan uh, light filter. I do not want that in my house. <laughs> That's awful. And Macho Man oh, comes out first. Savage wearing red and yellow. They don't give him his own entrance? Nope, it's because they're cohesive. Because ah, if they came out separate, it'd look like they're... I can't quit looking at Hogan's muffin top. <laughs> oh, man. Luckily here shortly, Hogan starts going to the long trunks. That's he needs a to. Good, a good thing. Good, uh, good wardrobe move there. Well, he did wear them there for a while. Just shortly before he went to uh, Black Demented. Yep, yeah. And he then goes, he kind of just went back to the trunks long, for no reason. Long trunks. God. So just to uh, make sure we're all still on the same page, we're about 39.52. We'll notify at 40. Just so we can get the main event. 40 minutes in. 2-1-40. 40. 40 minutes. Just because uh, of, of that jump in the uh Yeah, gr- in the so we there. lost connection with Grant. We had to fucking splice in, so bear with us here. Professionalism, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You get it here. Making do with what we got. Did that cameraman have fringe on his boots? I did not. I wasn't paying attention. But he <laughs> um, might. Maybe not. I don't know. Come on, double A. Fuck him up. So Savage still has his arm taped up, still playing that he's, you know, it's he's been wrestling. been a few months. He's wrestling. It? It's been at least a month. He's been wrestling hurt. Flair is strutting and calling out Hogan. Flair back to the Lavender Periwinkle uh, ensemble. So we get Flair and Hogan in the ring. <laughs> Flair just bumping his ass off. <laughs> As usual. He knows what to do when he's in the ring with Hogan. He's got to make him... He's got to make him look like a million bucks. I mean, that's his job. Did he didn't ever manage anybody in WCW? I don't think so. I think he was strictly an announcer. Oh, drop toe hold from Flair. A little mat wrestling here.
<laughs> Flair puts himself in his own. Uh, that's called a Greco-Roman knuckle lock. Uh, Randy Anderson selling the noise of the chop. Once again, Hogan no sells a freaking chop from Lick Rick Flair. Lick Flair. Lick. Yes. <laughs> Damn. It's over. That's pretty it. early for the big That's boot. It. There, we aren't used to that. <laughs> Changing it up a little bit. Hogan knows how to close the line, I guess. <laughs> and the uh, He'll, another the, body. That's body we've slam. seen Hogan's yeah. entire offensive repertoire <laughs> in about thirty seconds. He's maxed out. <laughs> He's giving him the what's that called? You put your thumb on your no- that the you stink or something. Or? I guess Hogan just did that to him because he's a twelve year old. Uh-huh. You get a ten count, Mongo. Take it. Good point, Heenan. Mm-hmm. As in, like, two weeks ago? Yeah. Suspension? Fuck him up, double A. <laughs> Aren't such a good seller. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's one of the best. Oh, people throwing shit in the ring. Mongo doesn't even know what the Mongo sounds like Bobby Boucher. (laughs) He just stutters and Uh doesn't know what's happening and talks way too much. Oh, elbow drop to no, the apron. He'll, wait, no. he'll let him get up. Axe handle. Axe handle. Yeah. That way, it's less. Has he in, ever done an outside of the ring? I elbow don't drop? think so. I doubt he has. That's probably super dangerous. Yeah. Flair breaks up the pin. Hogan is chasing. <laughs> Oh, Flair. oh, there's a little butt Flair shot got his for the ass. Crowd. He does that occasionally. Yeah, he, he likes to show that ass. Uh, that's that's god awful. <laughs> we get the Ric Flair ass spot, which got strangely the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> did Flair even tag in, or did he just I, run no, into the ring? I was thinking ring? that too. He just he's kind of there I, now. I think the ref sort of just, just let, let that go. go. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're in here now. Better hurry up, Rick. <laughs> he ain't gonna make it. He ain't gonna make it. Flare spot. <laughs> Just every match. Yep. Yep. Figure four. Savage slapping on the figure four. He did that, uh, I don't know if that was a week ago or two weeks ago. He put Flair in his own hold. Oh! Hogan doesn't know how to do a figure four properly. <laughs> of course not. He did get it on, but he just put it on uh. somewhat backwards like. He just lets it go. 
Oh, yeah, the ref. Yeah, he's not the legal guy. That's right. I mean, he, I will give him this. He DDT. Nice, DDT. nice. Hogan did get it on properly. He just put it on backwards. Mm-hmm. He didn't spin around the leg. Oh, threw Ooh, him over the top geez. rope. Ref wasn't looking though. He's not gonna get DQ'd. He is. He is under in this, the rail. He is. In that lady's lap. <laughs> Slingshot him up under... Oh, oh that would have been a good... That had been good a great call. spot. I don't know yeah. why they didn't do that. Unless they couldn't do it safely, maybe. You'd think Slingshot with the neck under mm-hmm. the guardrail would be a hell of a sell. No... Commercial break. Commercial for Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. We'll be watching The Fly. I'm sure they cut to a Slim Jim commercial, and then, yeah, something about Monster Vision, and then probably talking about, I don't know, like 10, inter- 10, 10, like or inter- something. Interstate batteries yeah. or something. So we come back. Double A's got Savage in an abdominal stretch using flair for leverage. hold here yeah but it's a rest hold but they're using it to get their heelish tactics over right they're cheating changes it into a full nelson he tags good job by flair they're actually tagging see those little rabbit punches that they do which is the equivalent in male wrestling to like the hair grabbing in in, uh, women's wrestling Flair makes those look good like a lot of guys those those quick punches look shitty it's tough to do that and look good because if it looks good that means you're literally millimeters from actually hitting them hitting them really hard Flair makes that look good like you know Shawn Michaels will do that where he tackles them and Mm -hmm. and just looks like shit doesn't look impactful at all. Yeah. So non So you slapped him on the at. I like that where they clap their own hands to make it sound like they tagged. He's like, "Yeah, we mm. tagged. What the fuck?" <laughs> Sleeper. Cra- of- crowd goes <laughs> crowd goes ape shit These for another southern sleeper. crowds love the sleeper sleeper hold is the most over move in the fucking business we were talking about that uh hand clap thing like there's so many subtle like heel moves that these yeah, guys do that they're that, doing like, that if if you aren't watching it like real they don't close. even like they don't even like want it to be like the center of tension they just do it like just yeah. like, like if you catch it like that if, the if side. you weren't watching it super close you wouldn't really have a clue mm-hmm A lot of woos out there woos, in the crowd. Yeah. It's Flair Country. Yep, we're in South Carolina. We're still in Flair Country. Get control, ref. Get Hogan out of there. That is a odd way to hold <laughs> mm-hmm. odd way to hold a person. Oh, backslide spot. 
Oh, knee breaker. That's Flair's setup for the figure four. Yeah. Roll up. Into a roll up. Flair Flair's setup for the figure four was always a couple of chop blocks followed by a knee breaker. Which makes sense. You're working the yeah. leg. Yeah. <laughs> Help <laughs> he, uh, he telegraphed it. He kinda no sold up there. He kinda no sold that punch. Somewhat, yeah. You don't see Flair no sell damn near anything. He's selling bumps for the ref yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Oh, tagged on. Oh, nice. You see that flared little mm-hmm. drop toe hold there to yeah. keep him from getting to the corner? Almost in a way, psychology is more important in tag team wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, Ooh, he held the rope. Nice. Oh, uh, you're going that. the wrong way, yeah. Randy. Just, just fucking Jesus. <laughs> Oh, hot tag Hogan to Hogan. To <laughs> I bet you he no-sells a bunch of bullshit. Duck. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think Flair would learn to follow up on that uh, shit. I think we're setting up Flair Hogan for Super Bowl. I think that's what it you is. You might be right. I'd, I'd have to look. I think I have looked. I just forgot. Yeah, I've looked too. I just can't remember. But... Clotheslines for everybody. <clears throat> I want Double A to spine buster the shit out of him. Yep. That away. That away, Flair. Way to follow him in. The ref has lost. Con- he's just yeah, counting he's just, and yeah. not. Oh, throws Double A in. You know what? Hogan hasn't hulked up yet. Not yet. He's got a And now he is, because he just hit a spine buster. I called it. He's gonna get up. I and... wish I was wrong. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, ah oh, fuck. I was wanting to see a double A spine buster uh... and I did, but I didn't realize it caused this. Oh, bullshit. you know that would induce. Yeah. I just realized he hadn't hulked up yet. Don't let him get a clean win over Arn. Come on. Oh, yep, yeah, get in there. Damn it. Ah fuck. Oh, <laughs> Dungeon of Doom broke him up. Uh. We got the Dungeon of Doom and Benoit and uh, Pillman brawling on the outside and just shenanigans. Doom against the Horsemen against the Mega Powers. Basically. I wonder if Savage is going to... Oh, yeah! Get him, get him, show. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hogan fucking sandbagged that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Hogan didn't get up. Watch the difference here. Savage will get up for Look it. Look at that. Yeah. He, he, fuck you, Hogan. Hogan barely got off he, the No, he sandbagged that move yeah, he, totally he to make it out. look like shit. He did not help him whatsoever on that choke slam. Mm. You look at the difference between him and Savage. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, Zodiac is wearing old Brutus beefcake tights. Just color a little bit. That are just different colored. Yeah. We're out. We're out. Hey, no bullshit outro. Nice. This is about the second time we've got that. Yeah, so uh I love it. you know, Hogan laying prone in the middle of the ring is a hell of a way to end a nitro. Oh, yeah. So very nice way. Gotta love that. So tell us what you think in the comments and we'll be here next time on Late to the Nitro Party. Bye bye everybody. Yeah, later.